Hey everybody, this is Rowan, and with the newly named podcast support group, and it's called uh, After Birth, the fourth trimester, fourth and more trimester support group. And we changed our name a little bit from It's the Tits, which I liked a lot, um, but it wasn't as inclusive as we wanted, and we're here to make sure that everybody who needs support can get support. So we have a new name, After Birth, and it's for fourth and more trimester support. And some people on the group are, you know, postpartum seven years, some are seven weeks. It just doesn't matter. We're here to support each other. And our, this is our operating rules here. One is that we're kind to each other. This is a kind and compassionate group. And um, that's really the, the most prevalent thing that we work for here. The next is support over solutions. So instead of saying, well, you know what you should do, instead we would share in the manner of, well, I've had that experience and this is how I handled it. So in 12-step, which in recovery in AA, which I'm a proud member of, we call it uh, experience, strength, and hope. So sharing your experience, strength, and hope instead of, well, what you should do is this, this, and this is a better way to handle things in our opinion. And that's how we're going to do it. Succinct, we um, ask that nobody bogart the conversation. And there's right now we're still under 10, so bogarting doesn't really happen. But if a moderator does interrupt you or tries to redirect the conversation, we're going to operate on the four agreements, which is to not take anything personally. So not taking it personally and just knowing that it's to facilitate the flow of the group. One person talks at a time. We try not to talk over each other. If you want to talk, you just kind of wave your hands at me and I can see you. Or you can do the raise a hand thing on the meeting uh, software platform. I think it says like raise your hand or something and I'll see it and then um, unmute you. Disclaimer, this is peer support, not paid psychology. Dr. B is a psychotherapist, but she's here to co-facilitate with me in case that, in case that, um, like I'm at a birth or something like that, Dr. Blythe is there to help um, facilitate. So we're co-facilitators. She's also my sister. And this was our idea to do this together to get this out to people. We're not prescribing or diagnosing. And we're also reminding that this is a public forum. So if for some reason it's not safe for you to be seen, please call in on your phone and just put your phone down. And if you have a question and you don't want your voice to be heard, but you want to participate, just write it in the chat box and I'll read the question and then we'll put it out for conversation. Um, while we're here online together, this is a live group. So if you're breastfeeding and have concerns about having your boobs out or whatever, just know that you can turn your phone away or down or whatever, or your computer. And we decided that we're going to go ahead and use just the audio for this and put it in a podcast format. So it won't, you won't have to worry about being seen later. Okay, and we're still working on getting that up in the podcast format, but that should be up hopefully this week, and I'll announce that to the group too. And why would we want to put this as a podcast? That's another question maybe. And it's so that you can download it, and like just like you would, like my mom used to watch the same freaking television show over and over again, Murder, She Wrote, and it was like, oh my God, why are we watching this? And she found it very comforting. So if you need comfort and support in the middle of the night in your community, and say you're up nursing and feeling alone, then you can listen to us, you can listen to yourself, we can just still be there for you. So that's kind of the solidarity piece. All right, this week's topic is uh, feeding yourself, and we keep talking about Instant Pots and freezer meals, so that's kind of our topic today, is keeping yourself fed and taken care of, and um, that's kind of our topic. And my name's uh, Rowan, and I'm an apprentice midwife here in Houston, Texas, and I'm uh, one-third of Preggers Can Be Choosers, which is a, I guess, what a, 
it's like a practice coalition of myself, my sister, and uh, Mary Bratcher. And we are hoping that this is a seeds of a birth center to be coming to the east end of Houston. All right. And so now I'm going to see who else wants to introduce themselves. Anybody want to wave a hand? Okay, no waving, so that means Blythe. Okay, here we go. Oh, Caitlin. Well, too late, Caitlin. I'm unmuting my sister. Dr. Blythe, it's now you. Hey, I'm Rowan's sister. Um, I'm a fancy therapist for people who are pregnant, have been pregnant, can't get pregnant, and uh, want to get pregnant. Pretty much all things pregnancy and child rearing related. Um, and I'm a lot of fun, and we're funny because I'm Rowan's sister. But that. Okay, we can dig it. All right. Hey, Adilo, we're just going through and uh, introducing ourselves. And Caitlin is next. Hey, I'm Caitlin. Uh, I'm a birth doula here in Houston. Got my next uh, inquiry, which was a really freaking awesome. Um, and then, yeah, called Poison Control this morning because Skylar decided to try and eat some hand sanitizer. But apparently, they're just more concerned that um, of the alcohol content. So he just needed to eat some sugar and I need to watch out to make sure he doesn't get drunk. So that's really exciting because, you know, um, my three-year-old is already super active. And I'm like, yeah, okay. They're like, watch out for lethargy and all of these things that he's just going to be, you know, tired. And I'm like, yeah, that's not my kid. And then I'm like, great. My kid's already super hyperactive anyway. And now I have to watch out and see if he's going to be drunk. This is going to be an adventure. Um, yeah, that's what's going on. <laughs> I actually knew somebody who ate hand sanitizer one time to like try it out. It was the Thieves Blend from Young Living and she just wanted to taste it really like she just couldn't stop thinking about having some and so she did and I it didn't kill her so but she was an adult no, she was a very big woman so I'm sure he'll be fine. It's not like he ate a ton but it's just you know I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know Poison Control obviously gets this question a lot because she didn't even have to look it up. She just goes yeah, that happens a lot, and they usually don't eat a lot of it because it tastes pretty bad, but this is what you're looking for. <laughs> All right. Good job. So I know I'm not the only one out there on that front. <laughs> okay, great. Solidarity. <laughs> Solidarity. All right. Uh, Adila or Tiffany, who wants to talk next? All right. Looks like Tiffany does. All right, Hi, thank you. I'm Tiffany. Hi. Live in Houston. Um, stay at home mom of two girls. This is Willow. Bye. She'll be two in March, Bye. and Lily is three and a half. That's about it. All right. And can I say that I had a dream about you this morning, Tiffany? Oh, really? Um, it was so weird. So my dream was that you were having your third baby, and I was your midwife, and but you weren't married to Barry. Like, you were married to Barry. But he was in the body of another friend's Hi. husband. Hi. And so I was telling him to stand on this chair. And he kept trying to stand on this rocking chair because I could tell you were really close. And so you were kind of kneeling. And I was and on the bed. And my head was by the headboard. And I was trying to catch your baby. And I could tell you were getting pushy. And so then um, I was like, stand on this chair, Barry. And then I looked and your baby was crowning like inches from my head. And so then your baby like just slid out really fast. You hardly pushed at all. Like it was like, maybe two pushes. And then I like passed the baby up through your, like I remember this and I was feeling the baby's face and it had like some like, like tribal marks on it. 
and like uh-huh. little cuts. And I was like, what's going on here? Because nothing had been up there that could cut you. And so, um, and then we passed the baby in front of you. And one of my preceptors, Jackie, was there. And she was like, oh, that happened. She was like, oh, that happens. Yeah, whatever. That happens. Okay. Oh, you know Jackie. So Jackie was like, that happens. Okay. And then we passed the baby to you, and the baby was fine, and Barry was crying. I was crying. It oh, my was gosh. Very exciting. But, like, I just had that dream, like, maybe eight hours ago about you. Do you have birthing dreams often? No. <laughs> that might be my second one ever. So, and it was okay. cool you and Barry, and the kids were walking around. So that was my dream about you. I think maybe because I was focused on making sure that you knew the group was happening today. So that was one of the last things I did before I went to bed last night. So I'll let anybody know if I have more birthing dreams about them. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, now you, Adila. There you go. Hello. I'm Adila. I'm a birth doula in Houston. I have a two-year-old and a four-month-old. And... Um, we just had, uh, I, you know, because I don't celebrate Christmas, I really forgot that it's the holidays besides New Year's. And of course, I go to the post office because I got to return something that I bought online and I traded in my old phone for a new ones. So I had to return that old phone. And I was like shocked by the line at the post office. And then I realized, oh, it's Christmas and everyone is sending presents. And of course, my eldest huh. was not cooperating at all and the lady behind me was like oh you got your hands full she's a tough one I was kind of like thanks <laughs> and, and I get up to the line uh I get up to the post office lady I didn't have my stuff ready because I didn't want to step out of the line to get my stuff ready um and so of course when I got up there I said I'm sorry I don't have everything ready but here it's all is and she says the sign says to have your stuff ready before you get here I was like, okay, sorry. I said, you know, sorry again. And I told her, I said, the sign says to try to have your stuff ready. And I've got two kids and I didn't want to lose my place in line. And she was like, well, you're going to have to leave the line. You're going to have to go get your stuff ready and get back in it. I was, I was like, I was just, I didn't even know what to do. I was so livid. And I'm potty training AM right now. We're on our fifth day of potty training. And I was just like taking down the minutes of like, I was thinking she's going to pee all over me. <laughs> Because I had to get out of line and get back in again. So that's been my morning. Oh. Yeah, Blythe's doing the thumbs down. Dr. Blythe's doing the thumbs down. Okay. Have you guys seen the... Um, I'm going to mute you real quick, Adila. Um, there's a meme going around or a story where a woman had a kid and the lady like called CPS or 911 on her instead of like helping. Like the kid got in the car with the mom and she just like had it. And then they were like kind of hitting each other inside the car. And then it turns out the kid was special needs and combative. And, and it was like, a, she did that like 10 or 15 years ago. And she goes, I'll never forget doing that. And that was absolutely the wrongest move ever. I should have helped. I should have, you know, offered like something encouraging or something instead of being, you know, shitty. And so I think about that with you, Adila, like even yesterday, Blythe and I, Dr. Blythe and I were coming back from Orlando and I was in the, um, I was in the line or like getting the bags or whatever. And one thing that I have a problem with is when everybody shoves right up to the front, like, could we just stand back about four feet? And when you see your bag, you just step up and get it and then stand back. And so I was kind of standing back a little bit and some people, <clears throat> this dad who was kind of clueless, came and parked his kids like right on top of me. So I had to like move out of the way. 
and then um, and then they started making like really loud mooing noises at each other and they were about like three and two or something and and they were mooing and they were mooing so loud and we were so tired and it's like hell when you come back from Orlando because everybody's coming back from Disney World and so the kids are like hopped up and they're out of their schedules and it's just like really and the parents look wrecked you know and so um, I looked at the kids and I just kind of gave them a side eye of like, oh my God, I can't take it. And the mom saw me and then told the kids to be quiet. And I was like so upset with myself. And then I told her, I said, look, I'm so sorry. Your kids are, you know, fine. They're mooing. Who cares? Um, and like, I should have more patience and I'm sorry. I'm at fault here. And she goes, no, dude, it's irritating. And I was like, yeah, but you know, like, you know, I'm making this worse. And so I said, I'm just really sorry. And and she goes, yeah, you know, we're coming back from Disney World. And she started explaining. And, like, no amount of me apologizing was making it better. So I didn't know how to handle it except for saying I was sorry. But that article, like, really sticks with me. Like, how many times have we – because I've certainly been placed with my kids when they were little and they were, like, acting up. Or even when they were 15 and I wanted to, you know, like, get after them. You know, there's – so I'm just trying to be more mindful and how, how can I be more helpful because my hands aren't full of kids now. So how can I be more helpful? So has anybody else seen that article that's going around? Anybody else see it? You have, Caitlin? I'm going to unmute you so you can tell me what you think. Um, I started thinking about it, too, and just how unforgiving so many people are. And, I I mean, there's been a couple times I walk out of a grocery store and Skylar's screaming, and I've had some lady go, you're doing awesome. And it just, like, it was just, like, what fills your cup immediately and going, oh, God, okay. Like, I know that I'm not alone, that I can do this, that it's okay that I, like, yes, he's screaming, but that some people actually realize that I didn't give him what he wanted just to shut him up. And that's really helpful. But other times you do, you get the side eye, like, oh my God, why, why won't you just give him the stupid toy? And you're like, no, I, I'm not going to reward that behavior and all of those things. And I think so much of, okay, I'll fix it. I'll fix it. Okay, hang on. Um, I'll fix it. Just a second. See, and I feel like our society is just so unforgiving of children and families these days, but then they complain because I've also started seeing articles that millennials aren't having enough children to keep up the population and, you know, they're attributing it to all these different things that it's too expensive, that it's too um, bothersome, that we're just too career driven, that we have too much debt, we can't do all these things, but it's also that we have an unforgiving society who's not actually supportive of a family these days. They just want you to be have your kids be quiet and shut up and just sit and be adults already. But we don't, we just don't allow kids to be kids anymore. You know, be loud and scream and, you know, yeah, yeah. And and be kids, right? Or and we don't have enough stuff to like assist families. Like we, Blythe and I, Dr. Blythe and I went to the. I'm gonna meet you, Caitlin. Um. Dr. Blythe and I were coming, you know, through the Orlando line, and, and I have a lot of, like, travel anxiety, so I don't do well, and so we're going through the line, and, like, there's a, a water problem in the TSA thing, so they've shut down, like, two or three of the little things that you walk through, because, like, it's, like, raining on top of them, like a pipe had bust or something, and it was getting worse while we were there, so then we have, like, extra long lines, and then we have people with, like, you know, everybody has a stroller, because they're at Disney World, and I was like, if we have a special line for wheelchairs, why don't we have one for families with the strollers why don't we have a family only line you know if you've got the stroller and you've got kids and whatever then let's have a line designated for that especially in orlando you know like orlando airport is like leaving money on the table or if there was like a special thing for parents you know like an extra 10 bucks to go through the parents only line or whatever that's also you know i'll pay it for the next family i don't care 
Um, but I just thought it was super not friendly to families, that there could have been more to be accommodating to families, just like there is for folks in, who have special needs or whatever, you know, like, come on here. Um, and the rest of us, we can pay to be in the TSA, you know, quick check line, or we can just stand in the, the queue or whatever. So Blythe and I were totally talking about, Dr. Blythe and I were totally talking about that. All right, does anybody else have anything they want to say before we start talking about food and nutrition and how to strategize? Is that, Adila, did you raise your hand or are you just waving your baby? Okay. <laughs> your eyelashes still look super good, though. <laughs> Adila got new eyelashes. Are you talking, Blythe? Yeah, Kat's here. Oh, Kat's here. I didn't even see you, Kat. All right, let me unmute you, Kat, and then you can uh, check in and say hi if you want to. Hey, oh, Kat. hi. I'm sorry I've been sick. I'm sorry I'm running late. I just got out of the bath. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so tell us about you and, um, and your family, Kat. Um, well, it's just me and my, my little. Um, she was born May 16th. She's there having a good time occupying herself. And um, we are on day two of having our very first sickness. So it's <laughs> very exciting. And um, there's crap everywhere. My house is in disarray. And um, that's okay because we're in bed healing. Nice. Nice. And you um, professionally have a bunch of dogs that you – You're so Kat's a groomer. So she um, grooms Phoebe, who's sticking her wet nose on me right now. And she uh, does uh, dog care and does in-home pet sitting. So you can bring your dogs to her house if they get along or whatever. So kind of everybody else has identified what they do too. And um, I was Kat's midwife. So that's exciting. Yes. And Kat, I had a dream that I was um, delivering Tiffany's baby like a couple of hours ago. So it was really crazy. And it was oh so vivid. It was so vivid. So. Go I'm Tiff. Not, yeah. I'm not saying you have to. Yeah. <laughs> that shop seems closed. Okay. Um, all right, so I'm going to meet you, Kat, and Dr. Blythe, you're going to tell me if somebody else is showing up that I don't notice. Okay, um, so we're going to just kind of talk about food and, and preparing, because we keep talking about Instant Pot, so Adila was like, I need to know more about the cult of the Instant Pot, so, um, and just kind of food and feeding in general, right, because it's super challenging, and then it's extra challenging when you have little ones, and you maybe have a partner, or you don't have a partner, or they eat differently than you and you're breastfeeding and you're trying to figure all this out and maybe it's your second kid, maybe it's your second year of having a kid, you don't know. So let's just throw out, like wave your hand or write in the chat box off to the side if there's a specific food issue that you have going on. And I'm gonna actually throw it over to, let's see, Caitlin if I can, because Caitlin did this thing when she was in labor that was just genius and she did it as part of her kind of nesting before she had the baby. So I'm going to um, unmute you, Caitlin. Yeah, so I found this. Um, this It looks like a blog post from this lady, but it, she does it a lot. You'll have to play something different then. You'll need to play something different. Um, but she had done everything. Honey, it's just, you just touch them. That's all it is. Um, okay, then I'm going to turn it off. Um she did all the work for you. There's 30 whole 30 meals and apparently she has um, other ones. She says so she might have an Instapot one. So it's new leaf wellness. Okay. Then we'll do something different. Play mommy's phone instead for a minute. Nope. It's dead. It died. Um, if you're going to whine, you can go to your room. Um, 
I'm sorry. Skylar's really throwing me off. Um, there's, uh, so she did 30 different whole 30 meals and then put together the shopping list, a calendar for you to use them, um, freezer labels. So that literally all you had to do was grocery shop and it was fine. I will turn it on in just a moment. If you calm down, um, as soon as you calm down, um, yeah, I'm sorry. So that's, it's newleafwellness.com and she has a whole bunch of different crock pot ones and she might have an Instapot one, but she's done different specialties because she does a lot of crock pot meals um, for people who don't need um, specialty ingredients or ad, um, admission or certain ones, certain ingredients taken out. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I haven't explored more because I'm st I still have eight in the freezer. So um, I have cooked two meals since Atlas was born, and one of those was Thanksgiving. So I literally have not cooked, and it's been amazing. Awesome. All right. So one of the things that I've been working on, and Dr. Blythe has been working on, is I have a deep freeze. So I decided we were gonna, um, I was gonna get rid of everything in the deep freeze. So I've been like slowly eating everything in the deep freeze or making it for the chickens if it's not something that looks like I can eat. Um, and I went through the pantry too. And so everything has gone in the instant pot on slow cook. So I'm like a slow cook person and a instant pot person. So that's one of the things that we've done. But like even over the, the Thanksgiving time, I found some butter, some lemons that I'd saved, some eggs from the chicken, and I made lemon curd and then took pies to an event that Kat and I were at for Thanksgiving. So that's one of the ways that... Oh, and then I made a bunch of it and putting it in jars and blessing it on oatmeal. So lemon curd, the gift that keeps on giving. All right. So Adila, I can't see you. Okay. So anybody, what are you, anybody using Instant Pot or a slow cooker or what's your thoughts around food, if anything? Okay. Okay. So right now I'm actually kind of like in a rough spot with food prep and what to feed the girls. Um, my husband is a teacher, but he also has a side job catering. And because this is a big party season um, for the next, we leave in our, for our trip in a week. And within that week, he is going to be gone for three nights because he's working his second job. So that leaves me to feed myself and the girls for those three days, like complete, you know, three meals or meals and snacks. And it's hard because we're not, we tried not to buy too many groceries because we're leaving on our trip, which limits the choice of what to make for myself and the girls. And then it also puts me in the position of making everything. And it can be difficult to make ahead of time because it's just me. So it, I'm kind of like, I'm looking forward to going on our trip because I know that there will be people cooking for us and food will be ready and we'll be going out to eat and that stress will be taken away. But for right now, it's, I'm kind of like in this spot where I'm like, I don't know what to make them. And it's a lot of like carbs and dairy <laughs> because of what they choose to eat and what we have on hand. Um, I do want to get more into 
either probably crock pot making things, but I don't have an instant pot yet. I know that's like the big new thing. So I'm kind of interested in that. And I heard you talking about whole 30 that has been, I've heard a lot about it, but I don't really know what it is. All right. Well, I can catch up in whole 30 and the crock pot meals that Caitlin made. Those were, she did whole 30. So my preceptor, Shannon, Stillhorn, my midwifery preceptor, like really like embraces Whole30 thing and it's heavily carnivore. So if carnivore works for you, then this is perfect. But it really is the idea of produce and protein. So you pull out any grains and things like that. And the whole um, premise is an anti-inflammatory diet. And Shana dumped a bunch of weight, but she was really committed trying to get pregnant. And so then people saw this and kind of took it on. And then Whole30 really worked for Blythe and myself as far as reducing, Dr. Blythe and myself, reducing inflammation, but it's a lot more meat that we can tolerate. So we can do it for a while, but wanting to have way more produce. So that's what Whole30 is. And um, you can kind of, it's like kind of a paleo approach. So like against the grain, those type of things are um, cookbooks that you can find. So for me, like when I do like a Whole30 meal, like I'll do like not as much animal protein and way more produce. And that like works for me. I also like lentils a lot, which they are not big fans of in the Whole30 community. And with the Instant Pot, our mom, who was disabled, she died um, like a year and a half ago. But mom, Susan started getting interested in Instant Pots. Like how long do you think it was, Dr. Blythe? Like maybe five years ago? And they must have just come out when they did. You could only order them. You couldn't find them in a grocery store. And Susan used them to like make yogurt because it's one of those things. That, it's an electric pressure cooker, essentially. They can put on different settings. You can make rice. You can do whatever. Um, but it takes up um, a lot less space and a lot of different, um, like it, it clears up counter space because you're using that for like several different items. So instead of having your rice cooker and a slow cooker and stuff like that, you have this one thing. So, and one of the things that I thought was super great is you can make bone broth. So instead of letting it cook or boil on the back of your stove for like four years or whatever, um, with some bones, some soup bones and water, you can put it on high pressure for 120 minutes and then you've got bone broth, which is probably not as great as the slow cook method, but I don't care because I can't stand that smell forever. And um, then you can either freeze it as stock or you can just sip on it. Like, Kat, I think I'm fixing to make you some, okay? Like, I'll just run you some over today. Um, it's just fabulous, and it's so healing and yummy. So, And we learned that, Tiffany, from um, when Angela was sick. Um, we have a friend named Angela, Tiffany Blythe, Dr. Blythe and I do, and she got sick, and people, another friend of ours who's like Instant Pot crazy named Kira, like found all these recipes for bone broth and stuff. And I was like, oh, because I would just leave it going for a couple of days in, in the um, Instant Pot. But she said 120 minutes, like, yes. So that's one thing that I've done with Instant Pot, and that's what Whole30 is. So, but it has a lot of different functions. And we bought one for um, Chelsea Cooper, who's a Hooper friend of ours, and it had a Bluetooth um, action. And I don't need Bluetooth action on my Instant Pot. I can go push the numbers. But if you're a mom and you're nursing or whatever, that might be a way to like adjust the, the temperatures and settings and stuff on your phone. So that's just a thought. Um, does anybody have any feedback or thought on that? Oh, and Tiffany, I still have you unmuted. Okay. There you go, Kat. Oh, okay. So um, one thing that we do around here is we kind of have, like, I, I understand where you are, Tiffany, and not trying to go to the store right now because you're fixing to go on a trip. And we have, like, some things that are always in the house, kind of like cilantro and parsley and, you know, almond milk. And um, 
one of the things that I've started doing is I have two whiteboards on my refrigerator that list out what's in there because um, my brain is always doing a million other things and I don't have time to sit there and figure out, do I have hamburger meat or do I have, you know, something to make a pot roast? And so sometimes when I'm um, in the kitchen and I don't know what to cook, what I'll do is I'll just pick one or two ingredients that I've got listed that are in there. Or maybe I know that the Brussels sprouts are going to go bad and I just opened up a can of coconut milk and I'll Google Brussels sprouts and coconut milk and just to see what pops up and or um, the ingredients that I have. Um, I call it magic kitchen. Um, it's a part of my, uh, tr my healing from my trauma as a child where we didn't quite have um, all of the foods that matched. Like we would have mac and cheese, but no milk or tuna helper, but no tuna. And it was kind of like this eclectic, like my mom never bought things that went together. She only bought stuff that was on sale. And so now, you know, thanks to our friend, the Google, you know, um, I'm able to make some things like I just posted on my Facebook page, this slamming thing with, um, coconut cream, bacon, and, um, broccoli and spaghetti squash. And it is super easy as long as you have the spaghetti squash cooked and, um, and it only takes a few minutes. And, um, so that's one suggestion that I would say, you know, is maybe do like a, like a simple inventory of what you do have, and then maybe use the internet as a tool to help kind of fill in the gaps. And yeah. That's a totally hot tip. I love it. I love it. And I'm looking up um, something to post in the chat box. And if you don't see the chat box off to the sides, it's kind of popping. Um, but there's a way that you can put, um, it's dry erase that you can put on your fridge and then use that as a, to, like it's a big sheet of plastic that you can just stick, like it's a big fat sticky. And you know, it's like eight by 11 or 20 by 20 that you can just put on the front of your fridge and use that as a dry erase board. So I'll throw that in. I just bought some, so I'll put it in the chat box too. It's a great idea. Right, and we didn't have Google like, you know, 20 years ago or whatever, because I had a similar situation growing up. Um, so I appreciate that. That's some really cool things and help. Okay. It's a mute you cat. Who else has something to visit or say about feeding themselves? Okay. Go, Caitlin. If we don't plan ahead of time, we don't eat or we eat junk. Um, and it has taken me a long time to actually get to that point of I have to plan every meal. Um, the crock pot meals have been really helpful to like get me out of that, but I'm starting to miss cooking and stuff. So we're going to the grocery store after this um, to get things for that. And seeing like after having done the whole 30 freezer meal thing, I won't do all 30 again. Um, that's just too much. Um, maybe I'll do 15 for three months or something. Um, got big, got big, but I, got it, big. Oh, it's, it had suggestions big, for, yeah, baby's getting big. Um, yeah. It always has suggestions for like a beef option that week, a meatless option that week. And so that was really helpful to, for me to go, oh, maybe that's what I'm missing is to get more vegetables in my diet. Um, was actually planning like a weekly schedule versus a daily schedule um, to plan it out that way. And that's been really the most helpful thing to get variety. Yeah. 
What was your favorite one? Um, there's this Mexican beef, um, Mexican beef recipe that I was I was so mad that my husband took the rest of it for lunch the next day, and so we'll have to uh, make it a whole bunch. And then there, um, pretty much everything with extra extra vegetables um, have just been the the ones to go the fastest, just because. Apparently, we're all craving the extra vegetables and less meat, so that's what's, what's been the biggest hits. And then there was a um, pineapple curry that was a meatless recipe that was really good. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds great. Yeah, it was delicious. Put on oh. cauliflower rice, and, and that's the other thing is I had to forgive myself for just buying some frozen vegetables to be the side. Um, yeah, had to come back to <laughs> forgiving myself for like not making cauliflower rice every night or just having some of those things on hand that a lot of the recipes called for just bought it frozen and let it go. Whatever, dude, that still counts. You're eating just because you're not making cauliflower rice. Oh, Tiffany's here too. Um, another Tiffany, yay. Um, forgiving yourself for me. Are you kidding me? Like you bought cauliflower rice. <laughs> I had to forgive myself for like not making everything from scratch because for so long I thought Whole30 was everything had to be from scratch all the time and I've had to forgive myself and go it's okay if I buy some things that are pre-done for me. It's okay if you buy everything that's pre-done for you. I know but I had to, I had to let that go because I had it in my brain and it's been really hard. Yes I'll fix it in a minute. Um, I had in my in my brain I said if it's packaged it's not healthy so I shouldn't be eating it so that was part of like the advertising that definitely got to me was that I had to forgive myself and go it's okay if it's packaged you have to read the ingredient list to actually decide whether or not it's good or bad you know so oh, I can feel that okay okay yeah that's where that was coming from does anybody else have any thoughts on that Dilo and see you waving your eyelashes. And I want to say that Blythe and I, when we first, Dr. Blythe and I, when we first started eating less pro, pro, processed foods, we kind of had a rule that if it made a crinkly noise, that you didn't eat it out of the crinkly noise package. But I think the crinkle noise of opening up a bag of frozen cauliflower rice is real different from a bag of Zaps chips, you know? And I'm not here to body shame or food shame anybody. Like, you just eat whatever you need to in that moment. But I appreciate that you gave yourself the grace to read the package and, and decide whether something's healing or good for your body or not. Okay, Adela, here you go. Yeah, I, um, I can relate to that because my mother is a, or used to be a chef, but I feel like once you become a chef, you're always a chef. And uh, so she cooks everything from scratch. And so I always feel like I have to do that as well um, because it's the way I was brought up. And um, I think sometimes though, I, I feel like I need to prove it to myself and my mother that I can do that. Um, but I have an issue of not eating vegetables. I really dislike vegetables. <laughs> my husband likes to joke in Arabic how I'm allergic to it. Um, I'm really not allergic to it. I just, just don't like it. And so I've been really trying to find uh, recipes that have vegetables in it, but that are kind of like masked by different sauces or stuff like that where I can get it down and eat it. Um, because, um, I noticed that my daughter, my eldest, she's having like a lot of like eating issues and I was really like her as a child. And I'm not sure if it's because I eat 
I still kind of eat like that. And so she's getting it from me. But, you know, when she was six months and we started introducing food, I went the whole baby led weaning way. And um, I thought that that would open up her palate and she would eat pretty much everything. But she really doesn't. She eats a very carb-like diet and she will only eat rotisserie chicken. <laughs> um, and so now that our second is four going on five months this month and she'll be six months um, next, I'm kind of like wondering, okay, how am I gonna introduce food? Am I gonna do it the same way, baby led weaning? Or am I gonna do like mashed up food and make it all for her? Which kind of seems like a lot because I'm, I'm already really frustrated with feeding my two-year-old. I can't imagine like having to make mashed up food for my six month old. It's just like extra work. You just wanna you know, take it out of the pan and give it to them. Um, but my girlfriend who has an Instapot she actually doesn't do slow cooks. She does like really fast cooks. And I've seen her throw in like frozen chicken breasts and cook it in like 20 minutes. And uh, that just like astonishes me because of course when I take out something frozen, I got to defrost it and then I got to cook it. So um, I really need to get on the Instapot wagon. No, dude, no. Here's the deal. Like if you take stuff out... Like, that's the thing about it, because it's an electric pressure cooker. And so instead of managing it on the stove, you have electricity and settings, right? So that's the good thing there. Um, I'm going to mute you, Adila. So um, there are times when, like, I have a friend who's hardcore vegan, and I can put some black beans into the pot, and she can be eating them in 45 minutes. So, like, it's like our, oh, you know, like, oh, shit, we got to make some food here. But, yeah, like we have a lot of frozen chicken breasts and stuff like that. And so you can poach them. You can do anything really quickly. Like, I think I put them like the chicken breasts for like 15 minutes in the instant pot. And then I'll throw some rice in there um, and put it on for another five minutes. And then boom, we're eating. And then throw some vegetables or um, chop up some vegetables and then put like a, a sauce, like a curried sauce or whatever that comes in the jar from Trader Joe's and boom, like easy to eat. So yeah, I would say the instant pots, like the slow cook is something they do for like oatmeal for overnight. But um, yeah, I'm trying to, Dr. Blythe, do you have any? Mm, I didn't hear that. You're muted now, you weirdo. You big weirdo. <laughs> is there anything you can do that's super fast in the instant pot? And then uh, Tiffany with the red hair that I can't remember your name last night right now, um, but I love you. Um, <laughs> Tiffany, you raise your hand or you wave at me, and sometimes I can't see you, so like somebody else might tell me. <laughs> I'm here. Okay. Okay. There you go. So you learned how to unmute yourself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, so I, I keep putting my phone down, so I apologize to everybody seeing my ceiling. <laughs> Well, tell us a quick about you and your kids and what's going on with you, and then I'll ask my I, uh, sorry, I chimed in late. Um, I have three, six, three, and six months, and, um, I have, I had a foster daughter, and I struggle with postpartum anxiety and depression and, like, feeling like I need to do everything, and she was kind of not okay for a while, and it made me not okay, and, I'm trying to find my new normal again. Then we're totally freaking pumped that you're here. Um, the topics that we're talking about right now is how to feed ourselves um, and or calling poison control when your kid eats hand sanitizer. So those are the two topics that we have today. All right. Well, as um, 
that's like perfect for me chiming in because I'm like struggling with my diet. But I found um, one thing that helps me, and someone kind of mentioned it before, is I just pick out like weekly meals, but I don't say what day I'm going to eat them. So like I plan for five or six dinners and I'll write them on the fridge on my whiteboard because I have one of those too. And then in the morning when I get up, it makes me not feel so restricted. Like if I wake up and I'm like, oh, I didn't really want a pot roast today, then I don't feel like bummed all day that that's not really what I'm feeling for dinner. I can like pick kind of whatever I'm feeling and know that I have the ingredients for it. Digging. Totally digging. And then like if I make something that is like a casserole, like someone mentioned like a Mexican bean casserole or whatever, if it's freezable and I make something like that, I always double it. So then I eat one that night and then I throw one in the fridge. So if there's a day that or a week that I was slacking on planning, I might have two or three meals in the freezer. Or if I don't want to plan very well, I can go grab one because already made. I love that idea. Love it. Love it. All right. So Tiffany, I'm going to um, mute you and then ask Dr. Blythe what her favorite What was the last part of that? You muted yourself too quickly, ma'am. You're still muted. What's your favorite? Thing, what's your favorite thing to make in the instant pot, or is there like some go-to favorite? And tell everybody about your your thing that you found that you were so excited about that holds up bags open. Oh my god, um, I want to do freezer meals, but I'm pretty tired of eating meat. I feel like I just chew, 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 chew. And Rowan and I were vegetarians for a very long time, um, and then got really broke, and then ate whatever the neighbor was serving. Um, and so, then kind of went back to vegetarian or pescatarian. And then um, when she started working with Shannon, was like, okay, let's do this whole 30 thing because we both have inflammatory physiological stuff going on. Um, maybe not physiological, physical, I don't know. Um, so my favorite things, I'm just like, I, we all have different nights that we cook at our house. Um, when I used to live in Dallas with just my husband, we would meal plan every week. So whoever got home first would know what they're supposed to start working on. Um, so we'd have like a little menu. And then here it's just like each person has a night because um, Rowan and my husband and I all live together. Rowan lives in an airstream in the backyard. So uh, we all kind of divide and conquer. Um, and I'm just the soup girl. Like I'll just throw crap in the Instant Pot and if the protein, animal protein is frozen, if we're using animal protein, I'll just do like Rowan said, like just do a little quick instant pressure cook on it and then add the rest of the stuff and then just put it on like soup. Um, I'm the soup girl, everybody knows on Monday night we're having soup. Um, stuff that I cook. But I think that's my favorite. It's just it's there's no longer that, oh crap, I didn't take something out of the freezer because I have never done that in my life. Um, just mostly because we were vegetarians for so long that it doesn't occur to me to take something out of the freezer um, unless it's a vegetable, which is kind of weird. I usually don't have a lot of vegetables in the freezer until now. So um, what's the other thing you asked me, Ron? Uh, I don't, is there something that you like that I make in the Instant Pot? Oh my God, when you make uh, the curry stuff, not necessarily the fish one, um, but the other curry stuff. Like she'll take 
rando protein, put some fish and that curry sauce from Trader Joe's and it's just delicious and it's warm and it's like happy um, and it's spicy. I like that. Yeah. And it's a good way to get rid of vegetables or not get mm -hmm. rid of, but use stuff up. And um, it's also super good to like, uh, we normally save stuff in mason jars or a glass container. And if it's in a mason jar, the extras, then I can take it with me to clinic the next day or if I need to go to a birth. Because not every birth is full of delicious food. Some births you're like, oh, what do we got here? You're scrounging around in their cabinets or you eat all your own food in like 15 minutes. So, or you're like way out, like with Caitlin, Caitlin cooked something because we were way out in the sticks. But sometimes I'll be way out in the sticks and, you know, like looking for that lifesaver in my purse. So, um, and it's not the birth people's job to feed me, but sometimes we burn through or it's longer, shorter, whatever. It's easy for me to transport in a mason jar some leftovers, so... That's what works for me too with the instant pot. Okay, Caitlin waved her hand. Oh wait, what do you what do you saying, Doctor Boy? I remembered you um, wanted to know about those things that I found, and oh, yeah. they're like these little stands that have a suction cup on the bottom and it holds the Ziploc bag. And so I bought like five of them because I do intend to do the freezer meal planning. And so you can just like when we cook a lot of food and we know we're going to freeze it, like we did the birth fair and we got a lot of um, the catering food afterwards. And so we just would package it. And so we just got out these little things and we're putting all the food in the Ziplocs and it was like a little assembly line. It was really handy. So I found those on Amazon. We, yeah, will you put a link to them, B? Okay. And here's an idea too, Tiffany. Um, when Barry goes and does like chef work, if, the, if you guys get any leftover food, sling that stuff in the Ziploc bags and freeze it for later. Um, it's probably against like food code or something, but like, here's the deal. I don't care. Um, if it feeds you and the baby, great. And we did a lot. We put it in plastic containers um, in the deep freeze. And then we also put them in the bags. And so what we don't eat, we have chicken. So we're feeding it to the chickens too, which I thought was exceptionally clever. Leftover catering food that didn't get eaten now becoming chicken food. Sweet. All right, Caitlin, going to you. Um, that's the other thing that I found about my freezer meals, and I'm sorry to keep talking about these. Um, none of it was pre-cooked. So when I take it out of the freezer, um, I'll, sometimes I'll put it in the fridge overnight, and other times they're like, you need to defrost it. And I'm like, eh, I need to defrost it enough to get it out of the bag and throw it in the crock pot, and it's still fine. Like, it doesn't have – it will defrost in the crock pot as it slowly cooks. Um, so I, that's the other thing that I found helpful is I don't actually have to defrost any of it. Um, I defrosted enough to get it out of the bag and there has been one instance where I just cut the bag so that I could <laughs> dump it in the crock pot. So um, That's perfect, right? Like who cares? Why would you think you need to defreeze it or un, you know, thaw that? Whatever, dude. That's what the deep crock pot's for. Yeah. So or they say you can, you know, um run it under water in the sink, but I'm like, that's a waste of water. I'll just it's fine. Just throw it in the crock pot. It'll it'll do its thing. It's not a big deal. Um and I know that there are reusable Ziploc bags, Blythe, somewhere. They're like silicone ones. So if you wanted to do that instead of um, wasting lots of um, plastic bags, because that's on my wish list for Christmas, is reusable silicone Ziploc bags. Rowan, you're muted. Thank you. Shut up. I never even knew that there's something like silicone reusable bags, because we are kind of like half-assed reusing them anyway. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your process, Caitlin, of putting everything together and like what that looked like and um, yes. kind of catch us up on that? So I did take, um, I was still pregnant with my, my second son. 
Um, I did take my son shopping and oh my God, that card has never been so full. Um, but it was about $500 worth of ingredients for 30 meals, which totally blew my mind that it was not a thousand dollar shopping trip. Um, cause that was basically just a month's worth of groceries, right? Um, actually less than what we usually would spend. Um, so I, I did it over, I think three days total. So everything, um, I got an, everything done. I think I did 10 meals a day. Um, and I just, I worked each recipe. I didn't try and do all the chicken ones. I didn't try and do this, this or that. Um, I just did it from number one and went through the book. Um, and then if it, I was getting tired and needed to finish off like this pile of chicken or something, I'd find a chicken recipe and finish that recipe real quick. Um, but my husband just watched the, the kiddo while I worked for a few hours in the kitchen. And I just got a stool, sat there and chopped vegetables, shoved it in bags, and then um, shoved it all. And then I laid everything flat in the freezer so that it would stand up so that I would save freezer space. Um, so it wasn't all these giant balls of ingredients at the bottom of a bag. Um, and that was really helpful. Um, but that's, that's basically what I did. I just did it one recipe at a time and worked through my ingredients. I didn't try and chop all of the vegetables, all of the sweet potatoes all at once, or all of this at once. I just did it um, just a little bit. And so each meal, um, so it's one meal for the whole family. So each meal, actually, we got four to, real four to six servings. Um, so there were always leftovers for lunch. So then that's what I ate for lunch. So I didn't have to worry about me for lunch. And I just have to figure something out for the little, um, which was also incredibly helpful um, because it took an, an additional meal off my plate. So it actually fed, most of them fed six servings, like six adult breastfeeding mom servings. Um, and that was, that was the best because then I, I really don't have to worry about the next day either. So um, I, I think I've done three this week and I still have leftovers from all three right now. Um, and that's, it's just been incredibly helpful. So even if you just do 10, go and pick 10 recipes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be Whole30. It doesn't have to be anything. But next time I'll probably do 10 or 15 to put in my freezer um, just so that they're there. But I don't feel like I'm obligated to use them. And now we've found our favorites too. Cool. So like the hot tips that I'm hearing here is find if there's like your favorite recipes, then uh, when you're making something, you can double up, double it up and freeze half of it for later. You can, as you're doing the prep, prep for that and five other meals, right? And freeze that so you have that done. Um, and make sure you label this stuff too. Don't be like me trying to figure out in the bat in your deep freeze if it's like part of the placenta or if it's, you know, really the liver or the calf's liver or something. <clears throat> Only in my freezer. I think my brother-in-law won't even look in my freezer, actually. Um, so those are two good, good ideas, really good ideas. I guess three ideas. Okay, cool. How's everybody doing? Do, who else wants to talk? Has anybody else done, like, massive meal prep at one time and, like, have any feedback on it or have any aspirations towards it? Sorry, do I just chime in? Yeah, go ahead. Chime in. Um, one thing that I also do when I'm like meal prepping, I'll see kind of how, I don't know the name of the person that was just talking, but how she said her That's dinner lunch too. If I have a big meal like that, I'll try to plan ahead. Like if I'm making a pork roast in the crock pot, 
I know that I'm going to have a lot of extra pork and I like to repurpose it for a different taste. So we'll just have like a pork loin one day and the next day I'll shred it and make pork tacos or I'll make taquitos for to put in the fridge for lunch for the rest of the week. Cause I'm, I don't like leftovers like at all. And I think that is where a lot of people get stuck. Cause I know I'm not the only person that doesn't like leftovers. I have to make it taste different. <laughs> I've known people like that before. I don't care. I'm like, I'll eat whatever out of the fridge. It doesn't matter to me. So, so I'm blessed in that way, but I do know lots of people who, who aren't leftover people. Got it. Got it. All right, who else? Oh, Caitlin again. Here we go. Gotcha, babe. Go. Sorry, I feel like I'm dominating a little bit. Um, in the, one of the one of my cookbooks, um, I think it's the Whole Thirty Cookbook. They actually have a couple of recipes that do that. So you build, you um, basically build the base, and then use that exact base and make three different recipes over three different nights. So it actually has you. Um, so there are recipes out there specifically for that that you can. Um, look for this one is like a butternut squash meat base and then you can make enchiladas uh, like carne asada bowl and something else with it um, oh sloppy joes so like it's the same thing so you've made it for um, one giant recipe it's like four pounds of ground beef or something but then you use it in three different recipes and that was that's really helpful because I've done that a couple times so that it is different and again I'm not cooking every night but it's one huge cook and then little tiny bits here and there. Totally love it. And when I was doing the, um, when I was planning the food for Hottie Hoop Camp, I always did that. So whatever we had for dinner that night would roll over into breakfast. So like if we had something with rice, then I made sure that we could use the rice for, like rice pudding the next morning that people would eat for breakfast, or that would be like the snack for the following day. And I also want to say that because, oh, and, you know, remember, the best way to use up leftovers is to make a baked potato and then just have stuffed baked potatoes with whatever the stuff is, right? So, like, if you have leftover sloppy joes or whatever, you can put it out and people can put it on a baked potato. That was, like, the thing. I was like, oh, yeah, any animal protein can go on a baked potato. Also, because we are in Houston, all of us who are here right now are Houston area, South Texas, um, everything can go in a taco, right? We're taco people. This is what our, everybody's nodding. Yes, I can't even, Adila, are you, not, are you nodding? Yeah, tacos, yeah, we're all like, yeah, everything makes a taco, okay. Um, okay, and somebody's saying, you can totally cook spaghetti squash in the crock pot or instant pot, by the way. Oh, right, right. Yeah, my brother-in-law always makes spaghetti squash and like we put um, marinara and some animal protein or not on it, so I love that. Okay, and we're kind of getting close to the end here because we have an hour designated. Does anybody else have anything to say about cooking and prepping? And Oh, I know. I wanted to say that um, there's like 9 million Facebook groups for Instant Pot recipes. So um, I'll put those in the um, link because we're running out of time. I'll put them in the show notes um, since this is a podcast. And I'll also put them underneath the event um, on our Facebook group of Preggers or um, our Facebook page of Preggers Can Be Choosers. So I'll make sure that we have some links there. Does anybody else have anything they want to say about food or just anything they need to say about anything until we meet in two weeks? Nobody? Nobody? Nope. I would just like to say okay. this because I need to remind myself this is um, food, we can't pour from an empty bowl, empty yeah. cup. Mm -hmm. So we have to 
make sure that we're eating, but that doesn't mean that we have to always eat healthy or if we didn't eat whole 30, we're failures. Like I know most of us are postpartum um, here. It looks like we all have small babies of some sort. And um, what I was going to say completely just went off the top of my head. So <laughs> um, I'm struggling with my weight gain at the moment. And I'm trying to just remind myself that as long as I'm feeding myself and not starving myself so I can feed my baby, that it doesn't matter what I put in my mouth because I have to feed my baby right now and yeah. I can't lose weight later because it's not going anywhere. I've tried keto, I've done Whole30 and we're six months in and I haven't lost a single pound, even doing Whole30. Gotcha. Uh-huh. And Whole30 doesn't work for everybody, right? Like everybody's body is different and so I think you're absolutely right. We need to, we, I'm not nursing anybody right now. Um, but really keeping yourself fed and keeping your baby fed 100%, 100%. So, um, I appreciate you saying that. And for, you know, like that's the lowest common denominator, right? It's just making sure you eat so that you're producing breast milk. Cause I know people who like get too tired or too whatever to even eat. And then their baby doesn't eat and then they're upset. And then, you know, it's the cascade of issues, right? So water and hydration and food, right? And then if you want to level up, that's what we're talking about here, how to like plan ahead and strategize. But if you need to eat a bag of zaps, chips, then freaking do it. But at the other end of the spectrum, if we can plan ahead and strategize and help postpartum being a little bit easier, like we're all about it. And anywhere in that, that spectrum is, is great. Um, I do, you guys know that um, I have a partner named Courtney Wyckoff and she has a program called mamastrong.com. And I absolutely advocate that um, people do that if that works for you. I know Kat tried it and it wasn't a super good fit, but you're also doing the couch to 5K. Maybe we'll talk more about fitness last next um, time that we're getting together. But we'll talk fitness and we'll keep talking food and fitness and calling poison control. So that's maybe our topic for next week. All right. So I'm going to mute everybody. And just a reminder that uh, this is going in a podcast format and hopefully I'll have that together by next week. Maybe not. But we're going to talk about... Okay, here we are. Okay. All right, everybody, tell each other that we love each other. We're doing a good job. You're amazing. So you guys are all amazing. We're amazing. We're amazing. Yay, We're amazing. I love you guys. You're amazing. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. All right, thank you, mamas. You guys are, and papas, you guys are the fabric of our society that's coming up. And thanks for doing all that you do and working on being a good parent and even if you're not a good parent today whatever you're just doing whatever it just like we all are all right i love you guys and i'll see you in two weeks two weeks bye bye, bye. 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 willow bye willow and tay tay and tay tay